Hey everyone, welcome to the 10th episode of the Neurotech Podcast. Today I'm joined once again by my co-founder Daniel. How are we all going? Daniel, how are you? How's I'm life? I'm good, mate. Life has been, it's been good. It's been busy, but we're actually making a lot of progress, which is satisfying. So yeah, there's a lot of good things coming up. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think it's good for us to do like these podcasts every now and again, where it's just us chatting and we can talk about like a lot of topics, obviously to do with the business, but also what's on our mind and whatnot. Um interesting things we've been talking about yeah interesting <laughs> things and we're not working on the business that we're always discussing i think is always fun um but yeah obviously you're still going through the whole covid situation and whatnot it's mostly resolved here in queensland there's very few if any cases there's one case in a hospital at the moment yeah so we're doing quite well but um melbourne actually has recently gone back into they're in like triple digits now we're over the hundreds yeah, they're in, they're back into huge restrictions, and I think they have to isolate for like six weeks or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, I know they've closed the border on closed the borders, and there's like a city that's half on each side, like tweeters. Yeah, and everyone's just like losing it over there. Yeah, so obviously, um, yeah, it's a bit rough for them. And um, since we manufacture in Melbourne, um, it could cause a potential issue, but we haven't heard anything yet. But we're talking to our manufacturer right now to see if there's going to be any further delays for enhance yeah we haven't heard that there has been any delays so far as far as we're aware everything is on track and this isn't going to affect the manufacturing for the next batch which yeah. is good news yeah but if anything happens yeah we're going to update everyone obviously via social media and via email list yeah yeah as we have been um but yeah for those who don't know we've actually we sold out of our first batch of enhance hmm. so we're currently out of stock so kind of a good problem and a bad problem to have. We should have been more prepared, I guess, but... It's a good learning. It, yeah. There were there was unforeseen delays in gathering ingredients and then things taking longer than they should have. So really it was three weeks more lead time than we planned for, at least. Yeah, that's right. And I guess in the beginning stages is always the issue of like capital and cash flow. Mm. But I think as we're gaining momentum with the next batch onwards, we should be okay. It should be much smoother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're accepting pre-orders for the next batch before it gets here in the next four to six weeks. And yeah, we're getting some good pre-orders, which is awesome. People are still subscribing, which is great. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people... No, we haven't had many people unsubscribe, which is good. So people are actually hanging around because I'd i like to think that they're seeing the benefits of it. And yeah. I've had a couple of people reach out and go, hey, what's happening? I'm like, I've just told them what the situation is. And they've been pretty okay with it, which is good, which is good news. Yeah. And it's great to see people who have like bought one tub and returning customers they come back and bought more or, re or subscribes yeah i go look at the actual rate but it's been a fair few that i've realized have come bought one tub and then come subscribed again which is very good indication that they're getting a lot of benefit from it yeah for sure um speaking of that we just actually hit 100 subscribers which mm. is like first pretty good milestone it's a good mile it's a good feeling when you're like wow there's that many people who are actually like interested and are getting enough benefit that they're going to jump on a subscription so that's very motivating for us yeah yeah, it's good. It's a good milestone to celebrate a bit, I guess. So, yeah, at the moment, still waiting for Enhance, and that should be about four to six weeks away. And then as soon as that comes, we're shipping all our product to all the pre-order customers yeah. and everyone on the subscriptions who's currently paused and waiting. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, we're looking at a bunch of different things in terms of different packaging options, which we'd like to incorporate now. Mm -hmm. um, it's still a work in progress. Um, but... In addition to that, Boost and Calm. So we've been looking to sample them for a while now. Yeah, I think last touch with the manufacturer yesterday, his message was they're waiting on, or he's waiting on 
the status of the samples. So they have all the ingredients as far as I'm aware. And now it's just waiting on finding time to put it together and make some samples for us, which is exciting. I'm really excited to try them, especially Boost at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're really keen to try them because Boost and Calm are both going to have very pronounced like acute effects where you're mm. actually going to feel it, obviously, because Boost is going to have different forms of stimulants or stimulatory ingredients. And Calm's going to have a few more calming ingredients, which you're actually going to be able to feel pretty harshly. Yeah, um, which is good. Yeah, and we're testing both powder and capsule versions of each of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So hopefully we can get different variations that we can eventually bring out, but we'll have to go with one to start with. And then depending how we go, we might have varieties down the line. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we're going to be testing those pretty much exclusively within our private Facebook group. So if you're a Neurotech customer, you'll get an invite to join our private Facebook group and we'll be testing and sampling all new products in there. Yeah, keep an eye on the Facebook because we'll put up a, a poll and get some names, get people who are interested so we can figure out who really wants to try these things. So yeah. if you want to get in, then keep an eye out. Yeah, and we want to try and involve people, obviously people who are going to be using the products to sort of help in the product formulation yeah. side of things and yeah. whether that's flavors or ingredients, trying to target different effects. Yeah, well, we've got to test it. Like we've done the research, we've done like the planning and development, but we really need people to test it so we can iterate and figure out what do they actually want? Like, what do you guys actually want and how do you want it? Precisely, yeah. But yes, it's very interesting. We're coming close to actually having the samples, which is exciting. Yeah, really keen. So we wanted to hopefully come up with both of those products by October. That was sort of our goal for mm-hmm. the year. Um, and then obviously after that, shortly after we'll come out with our Neurobox, will be just a comp- compilation of all three products. Yeah. We yeah, think yeah. that's going to provide the most value and it's going to target pretty much every aspect of brain health and performance what makes the most sense it would be an all-in-one for your brain health and performance so you get your overall your underlying health benefits from enhance then you get your short-term as needed boosts from boost and then you get calm so you can relax and actually have good sleep and tie it all together so it would make sense that's something that i think there'd be a lot of value in for more people yeah awesome well yeah look forward to everything and really appreciate everyone's support so far it's been good it's been Pretty good relaunch, and we're happy with our progress growing month on month, really. Um, yeah, 50% revenue increase month on month, which is great. Yeah, and we've only just started dabbling in ads and we're sort of, sort of still trying to figure that, all that out. But um, yeah, just trying to put out as much good content as we can and build a little community, which is fun. Um, another news, unrelated news, um, turning 25. <laughs> you get getting old, bro. <laughs> Uh, called life crisis yeah i'm having an existential crisis so i turned 25 in like three days i think on tuesday Mm. so we're celebrating a bit this weekend i guess just getting together a few of our friends Mm. um and yeah it's a big milestone it's i've been thinking about a lot lately and it's just interesting how like you don't really feel any different physically to when you were when you were like say 17 or 18 Mm. yeah it's weird like i turned 25 a couple of months ago and I'm pretty sure I had like a mini called life crisis. I was talking to one of the girls in the office and she's like, oh, how old are you? I'm like 25. She's like, you're 25? Like, wow, I'm 18. And I was like, wow. Yeah. It's like, that's a massive difference. It's like, I felt like I was 18 a week ago. <laughs> and you can feel like the, like your face flush and anxiety rising. You're like, wow. And then you got to like talk yourself and be like, hang on a second. It is what it is. It's not that serious. Like it, you're going places, you're doing what you want to do. So don't stress about it. Yeah, it's interesting. Hey, we always kind of feel like we're not where we want to be. Mm even though you've probably actually made some solid progress in your life. Yeah, if you look back, it's very easy just to look at what hasn't happened yet and not look at what you have achieved and what you've done. Yeah. I've done plenty of things in the last seven years, which is like great. It's been enjoyable and it's been a good journey and good progress. But you just have to like frame it and think about it in the right way. 
Yeah, the only thing I guess that worries and scares me is like how time seems to almost speed up in a way and it's just like every year just gets quicker and quicker mm. from your perspective, yeah, which yeah. is interesting. But I kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm getting more patient in terms of like achieving certain things that I want to achieve or mm. certain goals and realizing that like obviously nothing happens overnight. Whereas when you're younger, you're like, I want to be a millionaire and all this stuff by like 20 and it's just like, eh, it's not that realistic and it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens for some people, but unless you figure out the thing that's going to get you there, then it's not. And I feel like the people who do achieve that aren't the ones who are thinking that they want it. They're the ones who have figured out what they want to do and they go out and do it. Yeah, that's right. So I guess, yeah, with all the self-introspection um, with turning 25 and whatnot, I've been trying to like, I always try to sort of think about what I'm thinking about and decode my mind and organize my life in terms of like what goals we want to hit. And obviously we're very like analytical and specific and it, and it makes it hard. So something I've, well, I tried doing the other day, which I do fairly often, but I sort of just prioritize things and categories of like, what do I think are the most important problems to be mm. working on? And like, what do I want to work on during my life and what's actually worthwhile? Yeah. So yeah, I find that always an interesting little exercise if you haven't done it before i would suggest giving that a shot good because obviously people like set goals and whatnot regularly but it's like do you set them in terms of like what problems you think are important Mm. that you would like to be working on it's more like setting the direction and making yourself like buy-in and making your connection to what you want to do so you don't just go down the road and go i didn't achieve this goal but then you actually were doing the work on the way so it was satisfactory and it was like fulfilling on the way not necessarily sad that you didn't achieve that one goal yeah yeah so something which like consistently comes up like number one for me is obviously the brain i think that's probably the most important problem to be working on in some way mm-hmm. and then i i try to break that down to like different categories so i think first thing like the lowest denominator is like mental health so working on improving stress anxiety mm-hmm. and depression obviously it's a huge problem in modern society and yeah, it's massive it's on like a steady incline where people are just feeling worse about themselves and struggling. Um, so that's probably the first most important thing I think we can work on. Then obviously like physical brain health. So mm. memory and learning and preserving the brain function over a period of time and preventing neurodegenerative neurodegeneration due to disease or lifestyle or aging or whatever. Yep. Obviously brain performance. So like the ability to actually focus and do deep work in today's mm. world is huge. Um, obviously we live in a productive society. Um, where everyone's trying to get ahead and that's how society's built right now. So we want to be able to do work well, the work that we care about. It's going to make a difference. And then lastly, in the brain category, I think is like achieving what I call like super intelligence. So how do we get to the next phase of humans where yeah. we're all just, you know, infinitely smarter than what we are now in every way. And that's definitely like achievable. There's a lot of ridiculously smart people who are working on this. So it's in our interest to do what we can to support that, i.e. with the nootropics, give people the underlying way to improve their mental health and performance so that we can step people and help them get closer to achieving those goals. Yeah, that's right. The the eventual goal of like reaching super intelligence, becoming like this advanced society is awesome. But if you think about it this way, there's no point being super smart and super productive and living forever if you're you're miserable. Like if your mental health isn't okay and you're and you hate yourself and you're not happy be depressed for eternity yeah then there's no real point so i feel like that's probably the first thing we need to try to solve and manage is like 
how do we be happy fulfilled humans and not depressed and then how do we go further from there i also think that dealing with the mental health side of things will put you in the best position possible to achieve the other goals as well so working on the things that are going to get you to be a post-human like super intelligent working on those other things it's only you're going to be in the best mindset if you're not depressed and you have your, your mood in order and you're fulfilled that's like why i think it's the most important step to work on first yeah agreed um other things that pop up is what i think is the most important things to work on um yes yeah, so the brain broadly first second um i think longevity so improving mm-hmm. lifespan helping humans live longer and healthier yeah improving general health and just reducing human suffering whether that's um, preventing disease, mm. um, helping people with physical disabilities and whatnot. And then also I think space is a pretty important goal, but they're probably like my top four yeah. that I consistently come back to. Do you rearrange anything or reprioritize anything based on the last time you did it? Because it's interesting to see how people change over a year's period or whenever you did it last. Uh, not so much. It, it's pretty much the same order, just rearranged and I try to go more in depth with each category so with the brain obviously i think like certain things need to be solved first before doing others um and yeah i think like people should do this exercise and like figure out what you think you should be working on it should be at least a yearly thing i think yeah then obviously you can determine there's obviously a bunch of different technologies or ways that we're going to solve these problems Mm -hmm. like some upcoming things obviously ai and machine learning is a promising technology which can be applied to all of these problems, mm-hmm. things like robotics, mm. things like genetic engineering, using genomics. There's so many different avenues and they'll all probably make some progress and like help each other out. Yeah, exactly. They're all going to work like together. Rather really, than... what can you provide the most value in doing? Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, I think speaking about mental health, I think this is something like pretty important. Obviously, we're, our company is based around improving brain health and a part of that is mental health in some capacity. Um, recently, actually, I think last week, um, a prominent figure, someone, a guy called Wreckful, which was like a Twitch streamer, mm. prominent in like the World of Warcraft community. Obviously, I used to play that game. A bunch of us did when we were kids. Um, actually committed suicide last week. I think he was like 31 years old. Shit. So there's videos all over YouTube, obviously, like mourning his death and bringing up the the idea of mental health and just how important it is because he was someone who suffered with depression, I think, his whole life mm. and was diagnosed with things like bipolar and whatnot. But it's just crazy. Like, you don't really know what the hell people are going through. And th- yeah, and you can see it more and more happening, like um, suicide and people are becoming more depressed over time. And I think it's just a symptom of sort of, I don't know, the modern lives we lead in some way for some reason. It's almost like I've read some... I've read a lot of things and listened to a lot of things about this and it's some people compare it to like a syndrome of modern society because we dealt with all of like the life immediate life threatening things like we have food we have shelter we have whatever you do you can pretty much be fine survival wise so now it's more fulfillment yeah but we're not built around deciding what's going to give us fulfillment like society's built around deciding what's going to produce things to move society forward not what's going to make people happy so we kind of get stuck in this system, which is like, go to school, go to uni, get a house, get a job, which isn't really right for everybody. Exactly. I think that's like a large part of what causes people to be like depressed or unfulfilled. It's just that like lack of like connection to what they really should do. Yeah, I think you're right. There probably has to be some sort of like transitional transformation, the way we do things, I guess, like you said, to optimize more for fulfillment hmm. and mental health um, rather than just 
output and productivity. Mm. Good place, but if you're doing output and productivity for the wrong reasons, you're not yeah. going to be fulfilled and you're not going to be as productive and you're going to be like fighting an uphill battle, really. That's right. You're forced into this system where you're doing certain things and doing what everyone else is doing, but you don't really know why and you, you don't really care for it or you're just like, yeah, going through the motions. It's, it's interesting. But getting off the negatives, I can see and I see there is a growing trend of like all these positive people so people are leading my example and going out and finding what they want and you can see that like their energy and the way they do things is just like more fulfilling for them and happier and that seems to be at least from my perspective spreading and growing a bit more yeah so it's a good trend and i think we're moving in the right direction but it really is like up to everybody to go out and figure out what they want to do and start to make the changes themselves yeah i'm sure we'll get i'm sure we'll get there i think as humans we're smart enough to figure it out and it's just another problem we're going to solve mm. over time um, which is good. But yeah, I think, yeah, there's so many reasons that contribute, I guess, to like mental health and why it might be declining over time at the moment. And yeah, whether that's like just the lifestyles we lead or could even be like our nutrition as well. It's probably a big one. It's a combination of all yeah, these things. Yeah, exercise, sleep, obviously all yeah. these things come into effect. Mm. So we just have to be mindful, I guess, of every aspect. And I think another, probably the biggest change, I guess, in recent years is obviously like technology is increasing rapidly and exponentially. Yeah. And with that, we're exposed to all these, these new paradigms and new, new ways of living that humans haven't been before. And things grow so quickly that it's, you get less and less time to adapt and change. Yeah. Like I was thinking like what we've had smartphones for maybe 15 years or something. Pretty much ever since we were teenagers. So we haven't really known any different. Yeah. So we've grown, like our generation has grown up on, smartphones and social media and everything being instant and it feels like it's been a forever thing but it's not it's 15 years probably 20 max yeah that's what i mean so i think yeah social media being a big one in terms of like what could be potentially affecting our mental health in today's society Mm. because we've grown up on it and like who knows what it's done to our brain what what it's done to our reward centers and our dopamine levels it's i find it so fascinating (laughs) yeah it's interesting they've kind of hijack the brain and the way they've designed apps so, and like smartphones and everything in general which is, i wonder what effect that's going to have long term yeah so i've been watching a lot of videos actually from um on youtube of a guy called chamath who's who was one of the, like the early facebook executives mm. him and sean parker and a bunch of them and they go on about social media and sort of because they help grow like companies like facebook from like a few million to like a few hundred million users basically by like playing on human psychology and having all this data about everyone. And they were just, they were able to manipulate in a way to grow, to grow these platforms and get people essentially addicted to using And they're it. open about that's the way they did it. Yeah. Like they intentionally played on these psychological like loopholes that they found and how to get people to love it and be, addicted. it's like gambling. They play on the psychological loopholes to get people addicted. It's the same thing, but with social connections and stuff in Facebook. Yeah, exactly. So Man, it's fascinating. Um, actually, yeah, because that I recently did a tiny social media fast. I think I managed like five days. It's a start, man. <laughs> it's a start, but yeah, I've had this like sort of feeling in the back of my mind and this urge to do that, and I still feel it probably to take it even further. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain, but yeah, I, I just think it not only does it keep me distracted and mm-hmm. unable to focus properly on things that I care about, but you don't even realize how much it affects your emotions and how you feel about yourself just by virtue of like looking at all these other people 
and their great lives, which it isn't. It's just they're posting the good things. Curated. Yeah, it's just a curated platform Mm. of their best moments. And you just, you know, you feel like you're missing out. You feel like you're not happy and they are. But like you can you can make yourself realize that's not the case. But unless you consciously do that every time, it's very easy to just get caught in like the negative comparison without even realizing you're doing it. Yeah. So I think there's definitely space for cutting down on the use of social media. So people having fasts and things, I think is a good way to realize how much you actually use it. Because mm. I found when I've done a similar thing in the past, when you're not doing anything, you just instinctively kind of reach and start flicking through. It's like, why am I doing that when I'm not thinking about anything else these things that i want to do or like any way i can make my life better you're like i'm gonna flick through and look at other people it's very like subtly addictive but it's definitely there it is it's well i think it's so prominent and i think yeah i'll probably continue doing regular social media fast Mm. so i think more people should probably look into that like whether it's using an app blocker Mm -hmm. or just outright deleting i think it's best to just outright delete the apps and and not use them Mm. and you kind of realize it gives you more time as well to sort of like sit back and like think and meditate on your own thoughts. Cause that's like, you know what I mean? We're just distracting ourselves with. And another part of using the phone is it's more cognitively, cognitively demanding than you realize. Yeah. So if you sit there on a break and looking at your phone, you're not actually relaxing and resting your brain as much as if you were to do pretty much anything else. So yeah, it exactly. has like negative impacts on your performance as well. Yeah. You're not actually technically resting or recovering. Yeah. You're sort of just you're keeping your brain on. Yeah. Yeah fascinating man fascinating time i think yeah we're probably gonna there's probably gonna be a slight shift away from social media or a slight modification of how people are using it or how it's presented to us because i think at the moment that's probably a large contributor to our mental health going down well yeah things are always changing so as soon as there's enough momentum and like research and understanding behind it people will start to change and it'll be a shift and then the the apps themselves will change yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see how things go in the next. Like Instagram is already moving in that direction by removing the number of likes, so you can't see how many likes there are. They did that as an as an attempt to try and like mitigate some of these negative effects that especially teenagers are getting. Yeah, but then I saw LinkedIn added like stories, and I'm like, oh, of course. Like every platform has to have stories, you know what I mean? It's just like an endless cycle of checking stories of everyone for no reason. You don't have to though. It's just like it's insane. Mm. It's insanity. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy how much has happened in terms of technology and social media in like the past 10, 20 years. And if that's going to keep accelerating, which they predict it is, then the next 10 years are going to be even more wild, but yeah. fascinating at the same time. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to come. Yeah. So, um, we've been, well, I've been researching and putting out blog posts about a lot of different interesting, actually ingredients we've come across mm-hmm. and we've been experimenting with some actually. So, recently got a new ingredient called Neurovena by one of our suppliers, um, Fruitrom Health. They supply Sharp PS and Sharp PS Green. Mm-hmm. And they sent us a 100-gram sample of Neurovena, which is a type of green oat extract. Um, and we put it in capsules and we've been trying it out every day. The, the research looks pretty promising. Um, in terms of how it works, so it seems to work on two main pathways. So PDE4 inhibition and MAOB inhibition and MAOB um, is an enzyme which breaks down dopamine well preferentially breaks down dopamine within the brain it's called monoamine oxidase B so by inhibiting that we're hoping to sort of maybe increase stores of dopamine dopamine within the brain and um, 
yeah, some of the research shows it's pretty good for improving reaction time, improving yeah. working memory, um, and actually has some good brain health benefits for the elderly if taken over a period of time. So, It's an interesting and very promising ingredient. We're testing it out at the moment, so we're going to try and determine ourselves whether it works and try and do some tests and things to actually get some data on it. Yeah, so I think it's interesting. We'll take it for maybe a few weeks and see. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of these ingredients with nootropics, with nootropics, not many of them are you going to feel like a huge hit. Like they're not they're not, not hugely stimulatory. Though. It's not a stimulant. It's yeah. A, it's a subtle, but it makes your brain work in a slightly different way that could be and is from the science yeah, more so I think, effective as certain things. Yeah, so it's really important to sort of take them over a period of weeks and maybe write down or track and measure how you're feeling and how you're progressing if anything's changed and go from there. Yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah, I think that's an interesting ingredient. That might be something coming up in some of our formulas in the future. Um, a few other cool ones we've recently looked at and we're looking at using in our products. Um, one of them is Zembrin or Kana. It's a, it's a Kana extract. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kana has been used in Africa for like several hundred years. And it's and it was they thought that had some sort of some sort of medicinal purpose or properties, and they were right. Yeah, and, and they seem to be correct. So there's been a lot of data on this ingredient, and once again, it works on two prominent pathways: um, PDE4 inhibition, once again, and um, ACTS is sort of like a mild serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which is the same mechanism that a lot of like modern antidepressant drugs use obviously they're a lot more potent and this is this doesn't seem to be toxic or addictive in any way which is interesting it's got a lot of good evidence coming up as well yeah so it seems to be pretty good for just like anxiety and depression and improving mood and actually kana itself there's some research showing that it can actually improve like alpha brain waves which is what you want that's ideal calm focus yeah yeah so that's that's really cool but yeah i'm really really interested in sort of like these individual ingredients and how they can affect us. I think mm. nootropics largely, I think we're probably going to move to using less and less ingredients for more targeted purposes. So yeah. It's like a couple of very specific ingredients for very targeted outcomes, not necessarily try and do everything in one go because everybody wants something different really. So it can be more malleable and more, you'd be able to find the snacks that work better for you in combination than one that has everything together. Yeah, so there's a few, yeah, it comes down to sort of your formulation hypothesis, I guess. Some people like to chuck in everything mm. in one and just be like, this targets every aspect of brain health. And which, there's a market for that. Yeah, which, you know, it can help as well. But I think something we want to go down is using less and less ingredients over time for more targeted effects. You know, yeah. someone wants to improve their mood specifically, have this ingredient. Yeah, or have cool. two, or, two or three that work well together. Mm-hmm. So that's something we definitely want to work towards. Um Another cool ingredient is um, saffron, actually, which is like a spice, which has been used for... Most expensive spice in the world, I think. Yeah, most expensive spice in the world. And there's afron, which is a saffron extract. It's like a 28 milligram dose. And similar to Kana, it seems to work on serotonin, actually. There's research showing that it works just as well, if not better, than some antidepressant drugs on the market. So it's like, is that a potential natural treatment? Um, for people who are suffering with anxiety and depression, obviously you can't like prescribe it, but it's you know it's yeah, interesting yeah. to look at some of these things. It's definitely something that needs to be more research done on and people to test and try it as well. Yeah, because if you can take something that's natural and has less side effects, 
because obviously a lot of these potent drugs typically have pretty potent side effects and it's actually helping you out then that's something worthwhile to look into hmm. yeah no it's definitely a very interesting area and someone we're going to definitely do more research in and look into yeah for sure but yeah as we said obviously after we get these three products out enhanced boost and calm we might be looking into like bringing out some of these cool individual ingredients or a smaller number of ingredients which with more targeted effects yeah yeah there's so much potential yeah um and yeah i think it's important i think with nootropics and supplements in general seems that a lot of people are taking a lot of things but not not necessarily knowing whether it's doing anything for them and that's an ongoing thing people take it because the science is there but everyone's a bit different anyway so you may be taking something which isn't ideal it doesn't work exactly the way that you want it to and that's something that is just an ongoing problem in not just the nootropic space, but pretty much every supplement industry. Yeah, all of supplements and all of nutrition, it seems, no no one really knows because no one's accounting for individual differences and variation in either lifestyle or genetics or mm. your microbiome. I think that's where we're going to go towards. Well, it's already moving in that direction. You can do is it um, tests of your, your DNA and things to figure out whether you have any problems so if you don't metabolize vitamin d in your skin and therefore you should definitely should take a vitamin d supplement they're already figuring out ways to do some of that so i'm excited to see that advance and getting broader and be able to look at more things yeah i'm excited there's a lot of cool innovation that can happen obviously we've spoken about all this before but like yeah personalization being one of them mm. actually tailoring supplements and nutrition to your body specifically yeah that's like that will happen eventually yeah as well as just yeah tracking and measuring some of these things whether they're nootropics or not and actually seeing if it's working for you you know whether it's qualitatively tracking like self-assessing you know each day how do i feel yeah or quantitatively if you can somehow get data around that would be ideal but that is harder to do it is much harder to do but you know we might be able to leverage a lot of the data we're currently getting from sort of wearable technology because wearables themselves are increasing exponentially so obviously the data the amount of data we're getting of people's physiological function whether that's like their physical fitness or their sleep or their brain waves there's going to be some interesting opportunities i think to make use of that data hmm. and create some interesting relationships to see how people are affected by different compounds yeah, I definitely see that being like an amazing way to go. So if you could test out, you were taking something that was supposed to help you relax and sleep, you could use an aura ring to track your sleep and look at your heart rate variability, like your, your everything, every kind of sleep metric you were thinking of and see if it's actually helped you get more deep sleep, more light sleep, you didn't wake up as much. It's, it's very interesting what you can do with all that data. Yeah, and I imagine like obviously as AI and machine learning pro progressing, you'll be able to use that data for, for machine learning and deep learning models and create these relationships where you know someone's affected by something and then maybe you can suggest other things that they could take mm. that is likely to affect them in a positive way and i think yeah that whole field is just super promising right now yeah there's so many different ways and so much going on in that area i love it yeah it's good it's good anyways um what else do we have any other important updates um should we talk about the gummy sure we yeah need a taster yeah, yeah. So a little fun idea we've been exploring actually recently is developing a nootropic gummy type product. Um, so this is something we actually had in our minds at the very beginning of starting Neurotech, but never really, we just thought it would be too hard and never really mm. could pursue it to begin with. 
but it's something we're sort of revisiting now. Um, sort of just a, as a fun way to take your nootropics and we're looking at potentially creating one which is based on v, um, algae omega-3s. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And maybe with some added magnesium um, and L-theanine. So obviously like a big problem is people aren't taking, don't really take fish oil and they probably should be or getting their omega-3s in because most people in the modern world well, in the Western world at least are like deficient in omega-3s. Yeah, too many omega-6s, not enough omega-3s. Yeah. So instead of like giving them in a capsule or something, we're thinking why not present it to them in like a gummy format with some added extra brain health ingredients. I yeah. think that would be really cool. So we're in the beginning stages of scoping that out and looking for manufacturers yeah. or food scientists to help us do the R&D because we've got to figure out if it's even possible to make. It'd be pretty cool if it is though. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's probably a product would crowdfund, um, I think. But yeah, that'd be something you could just take daily and it'd just be super beneficial for everyone. Yeah, just general health, which is important for so many different things. Everyone's like, oh, I need to get the stim so I can work harder. It's like, yeah, but if you get your underlying like basis in order, mm. you'll be able to form at a higher level with and without that. Exactly right. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting back into stock with Enhance. As soon as possible. Yeah, and getting some momentum and bringing out these new products. So really keen on that. Um, anything else you want to chat about? I think it covers pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers where we're at at the moment, where we're going, and a bit of the things we've just been working on or discussing outside of the business in the background. Yeah, we've still got a bunch of other guests we want to bring onto the podcast, which we've got semi-lined up. It's just been difficult to organize it all. Everyone's very, Everyone's very busy, busy. Yeah. which is good. People are doing things. We just need to work around that and organize and schedule where we can do it, where they can do it. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's leave it at that. We'll, um, yeah, it was a good chat. We'll get some other guests on very shortly too. Yeah. All Thanks, right. everyone. See ya.